ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah this is the first class in a series of classes that are geared towards our sisters and it is incumbent and it is a must that each and every one of us we take very serious the seeking of knowledge and in particular the women that they put forth a great concern that will translate into a great effort sacrifice and great diligence in the attainment and in acquiring knowledge the attainment of knowledge and the superiority of knowledge there is no doubt as relates to it as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in his noble book yarfa'illahu alladhina amanu minkum walladhina utul ilma darajat that allah raises those who believe from amongst you and those who have been given ilm they are raised over the general masses of the believers in ranks and in levels and bila shak wa bila raib those who have the most fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then they are those who have the most ilm about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in his noble book inma yakhsha allah min ibadihi al-ulama that verily the only ones who truly fear allah from his slaves and they are the ulama and this ayah you see that in the front of it is inma just like in yesterday's class the class of the 40 hadith 
the hadith of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that verily actions are but by their intentions we explained and we took in that class that innama is from adawat al-hasr it is from those expressions that restrict it is restricting so it means only verily the only ones who truly fear Allah from his slaves then they are the ulama they are the ulama and bila shak bila rayb this is something that we all should aspire for now the women in in particular because when it comes to striving for various things you will find that there are from the muslims those who say it is important for our women to be educated right and no one differs with that no one disagrees with that no one will debate anyone about that in any which way shape or form however it is unfortunate that many times when people say this their gaze is restricted to interdisciplinary education so they will say that our women they need to be educated because we need women who are doctors we need women who are dentists we need women who are gynecologists and yeah and so on and so forth we need women who are nurses we need women who do this who do that uh, 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 to the end of it and bila shak bila ray begin no one is going to debate this no one debates this point now we do need women in these professions especially that deal with with women so that the women can deal with women now and no one argues about that however it is very rare is very rare and far in between that people actually understand the importance of having women who are well versed in aqida having women who are well versed in fiqh having women who are well versed in the tafsir of the quran having women who are well versed in hadith and in the sciences of hadith having women who are well versed in the language and the sciences of the language now women who are well versed in tajweed so on and so forth from the sciences of the deen we need women who are well versed in these affairs for a number of reasons the obvious and the most apparent reason from amongst them is that the women they are the first teachers of the children and the children they should not have to have to go outside of the house to learn the very basics now and if in addition to their studies inside of the house they go outside of the house as a reinforcement then the women should be able to help the children with their homework they should be able to help the children with their studies they shouldn't be unaware of what the children are studying so it is incumbent that women they learn because they are the first teachers and their status and their role in the rectification of the society is tremendous their role is tremendous and if they're taken out of the equation then the results are destructive 
then the, the, the results, they are yani, disastrous. They will lead to ruin. If the woman is corrupted, nine times out of ten, you'll find the family's corrupted. Now, if the woman is corrupted, then you will find the family is corrupted. Nine times out of ten. How often do you have and you find individuals who you say it is a good brother? A good brother, right? But his wife, not so much. And you find that the general state of the family is, is horrible. But the brother's holding on. Now, but when you find the wife is upright, nine times out of ten, the family is upright. The husband included. Now, it may not be as good as her, but you find he's, he's okay. Now, that's B. Now, and an example of this could be seen in how many stories do we have from the past that a righteous man will marry a woman from the Khawarij, for example, hoping that he will give her da'wah and she will come and become from the people of the Sunnah and it ends and it turns up that he becomes from the Khawarij, that he becomes Khadiji. Now, this happens all the time. Men will marry women who have bad religion and you find instead of them having an effect on the women, the women will have an effect on the man and now the man has bad religion. Now, I personally know of a case of a student of knowledge. I won't say his name because it's not important. But the takeaway from the story, it was a brother, he's a student of knowledge. Very, very outstanding in his studies. Very outstanding in his studies. Fast memory, very good command of the language, so on and so forth. Now, he was excellent until he married a woman. Until he married a bad woman who was one of those women who was obsessed with money and financial things. Led this brother and destroyed him so much so that this student of knowledge became a con man, swindling criminal, robbing the Muslims for their money to satisfy his wife. You see that? Who affected who? Now, so you find that the women being upright, being upon what is good and wholesome and so on and so forth, is tremendous. Because their effect on the rectification of the society is one that is overlooked many times by us, but not by the enemy. Not by the enemy. Now, and I want you to reflect upon this. And the sisters, I want you to reflect upon this and to understand this good. The enemy knows that if they take you out, then they will destroy our families. They know this. Now, and I want you to bear in mind right now, the media campaign... And the target that the Muslim women, they are targets. So when you see the Muslim women and they're inside of these yani, advertisements, be it for whatever, I don't want to give yani, any free advertisements to no company, right? But the sports company, for example, and then you find in their advertisement a woman and she has on what they call a khimar, ma'am. And everywhere you look, you see women, Muslim women on the billboards. Muslim women on the magazine, so on and so forth. And any religious person will know that these type of women and the manner in which that they dress, not anything outside of that, because we're looking at the, the surface, right? We don't know what's inside her heart, but looking at the surface and on the surface, this is not the picture of a religious woman. This is not the picture of a religious Muslim woman. But this is what is being advertised out to the people, that this is the standard, this is the role model, look at this. Now, you don't see a lot of Muslim men in their advertisements. 
You don't see a lot of Muslim men inside the media. You don't see a lot of Muslim men inside the commercials, but it's filled with Muslim women. They target them. Why? Because if they can target them and get them outside the homes, get them involved in the workplaces, get them involved in this and involved in that and that and that and that, it takes them away from their true job and responsibility. And that is what? That is the rearing and the education of a nation. You see that? The rearing and the education of a nation. It takes them out. And then now what, what, is, what is our next generation left with? They left with what? Child care? Child care won't do like your care. You see? They understand this. What destroyed the people of Beni? What destroyed Beni Israel? What was the first, the fitna that destroyed them? Was when the women became corrupted. Now, the enemy knows this. And that's why they attack our women. The enemy knows this. That's why they attack our women. And every time you turn around, you find some more propaganda. Muslim woman. Movie made about her, with her struggles about her deen, her doubts about her deen, her Kafir boyfriend, so on and so forth. This becomes of the regular because this is what they want you to do. This is what they want, Yani, this is what they advertise unto you because they understand the importance of your status and of your role. It is incumbent that we understand the importance of the role and that we understand that it will require knowledge. So again, the sisters, they should strive and aspire to be of those who are well-versed in the religion so that, so that when there are classes, sisters' classes, they can be taught by a woman, by a sister. This is not to say that the brothers will abandon the likes of imitating the Prophet wasallam, as he will give special time to give instruction to the women. Now, so you still... Yeah, the brothers are going to try to do good and to imitate the Prophet Sallallahu So they were going to continuously try to benefit the women as much as they can because they understand the great reward in it. That if they help the women and point them to a good and then that woman points her children to that good, then this is from Sadaqah Jariyah. Now, this is from that end uh, that, 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 that will benefit after a person's death. So this is a tremendous thing. But in any event, how awesome would it be and how much better would it be for the sisters now to have classes where sister can teach them nahu where sister can teach them yani mustalah hadith where sister can teach them usul fiqh qawa'al fiqhiyya so on and so forth now this is important and we need this but it require a, a group of women to stand up and to be serious about their islamic education to be serious about seeking knowledge. Now, and likewise, as brothers, it is incumbent upon us that when we go home, we share what we learn with the sisters and that we uh, share the benefits that we have gained with the sisters. And that when we come out to class, uh, like the Friday class, that we just don't come by ourselves, but that we bring the whole of our families, so that they may benefit. And that they too, they, they may learn and they may be well grounded. This is of extreme, extreme, extreme importance. And especially if we are a community who realizes the need for a school, the need for an academy, so on and so forth. Then we realize that that school, that academy is going to have pupils that are males and pupils that are females. Now, who's going to teach our females? Who's going to teach them? 
Those females who come of age and they are in, in puberty, who's going to teach them? Those females, seven years and older, who's going to teach them? Sheikh bin Baz, ta'ala, he advised that no woman should teach a, a, a boy over the age of seven. This was his advice. No woman should teach a boy over the age of seven. Now, and then the opposite as well. That after the age of seven, then the instructor should be from the same sex as the pupil. Now, so where are our sisters who's going to teach the children at that age? Where are our sisters that are going to teach the children in middle school? Where are our sisters that are going to teach the children in high school? Where are our sisters that can teach the children on a college level? And I'm not talking about math and science. and No, that's fine. We have sisters that can do that. I'm talking about the deen, the affairs of the deen. Where are our sisters that will teach our children metin al ajurumiyya? Where are the sisters that will teach our children yani, uh, 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 the books of hadith? Where are they? Where are they? It is incumbent that sisters, we, that you take this seriously and you grab what you can grab and you benefit and capitalize on what you can benefit and capitalize off of. Because seeking knowledge is not just for men. Seeking knowledge, it is not just yani, restricted to the males, but rather it is for all of the Muslims. It is for all of the Muslims. If we want to see our community thrive, if we want to see our community reach levels of success, then the women have to take more of an active role in the building of that community. And like with everything else, that starts first and foremost with knowledge. Because knowledge, it precedes statements and action. It precedes statements and action. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu bihi ilma. That whoever takes a road and they take that road seeking out knowledge. Now this is general. Be it male, be it female, young, old. In general, whoever, whoever takes a road, takes a path seeking therein knowledge, sahalallahu lahu tariqan ila jannah. Then Allah will make easy for them the way and a road to jannah. Who from amongst us accept that we want the road for Jannah to be made easy for us? Now, it's not a single one from amongst us, except we want the road for Jannah to be made easy for us. Now, and that is accomplishable by those who what? By those who seek knowledge. By those who seek knowledge. Now, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, And never do a people come together in the houses from the houses of Allah. Naam. And this is another encouragement for those sisters to come out to the masjid, to come out to the masjid, yani frequent the masjid, come together inside of the masjid, read the Qur'an, read the Qur'an, read the books of hadith, bring your books that you have with you from your home and your libraries, every home should have an Islamic library, bring it with you to the masjid, read it, contemplate, reflect, talk about it with each other. Have circles where you benefit each other, so on and so forth. Because never does a people come together inside a house from the houses of Allah. Yet Luna Kitab Allah and they read the book of Allah. And they study it amongst themselves. Except that the angels they will surround them. And the tranquility it will descend upon them. Naam. We all know life is hectic, right? Life is hectic. We need a break. We need a break from the monotony. 
We need a break from the, the worries of life, from the, the toils of life, and so on and so forth. We need that tranquility. We all need that tranquility. Now, this is from where you get the tranquility. Coming to the masjid, reading, reflecting, so on and so forth. Now, this is something that the women, they should be doing. Now, reading through the biography of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, even if it's something as simple as one sister she reads and the others they listen. And then they take turns reading and listening. Now it benefits. They're learning about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, learning about his biography so they can imitate him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is of extreme importance. Learning pieces of knowledge that they can go and they can share with their children. This is of extreme, of extreme, of extreme importance. But are we doing this? This is the question. Now the uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, Wa and they will be enveloped by mercy. They will be enveloped by mercy. There's not a single one of from amongst us except we need tranquility and we need to be wrapped up and enveloped in mercy. We need that. Naam. And this right here, the last one, if this was the only benefit that we got from seeking knowledge, that is enough. It's enough. Okay, this is the greatest one. And that is that what? Is that Allah, Allah will mention you to the angels. Allah will mention you to the angels. If that was the only benefit from seeking knowledge, then we don't need no other benefit in seeking knowledge. That's enough. Now, but with that ultimate benefit, you still get those other benefits from being enveloped in mercy, from having the tranquility come down upon you, so on and so forth. And other than that, now, the Prophet ﷺ, he said in another hadith, that whoever seeks a path, uh, whoever takes a path seeking knowledge, and Allah will make easy for them to path to Jannah. And the angels, they lower their wings. They lower their wings to the student of knowledge out of, yani, because they're pleased with what they're doing. The angels lower their wings. Naam, to the student of knowledge because they please for what they're doing. And for the seeker of knowledge, the student of knowledge, then those in the heavens and those in the earth ask that they are forgiven. Ask that Allah forgive them. The Prophet he said, even the fish in the water even a fish in the water ask Allah to forgive the student of knowledge Naam. so who from amongst us except that we need those in the heavens and those in the earth to ask that we are forgiven even so much so the fish in the, in the water ask for us to be forgiven who except that we need that Naam. we all need that I need that. If you don't need that, well, I need that. Right? We, this is something that is tremendous. And the Prophet Sallallahu he said, showing the superiority, and really this is, this is yani, for the sisters in particular, you know, we want you to be standouts. Not standouts in a haram way that, yani, you know, you're flashy and, and so on and so forth. No, not like that. We want you to be standouts amongst the believers. We want you to be standouts amongst the righteous now because of the knowledge that you possess, because of the benefits that you give to others. 
the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, he said that the superiority of the scholar over the avid worshipper is like the superiority of the moon over the rest of the stars. Now, when you look in the, the, at the night, the stars, they give off light, right? They give off light. However, the light that comes from them in comparison to the moon, there's no comparison. Nam, there's no comparison. When there is a full moon, when there is a full moon, you can walk around in the night with very ease because it lights up a lot. Nam, the light that is reflected from the moon is tremendous. It's a lot of light, a lot of benefit. And likewise, the scholars. The, the benefit and the light and the aim that comes from them is way more than what will come from the regular worshiper. And this is what I mean, a standout, a standout amongst the believers because of the benefit, because of yani, the knowledge, so on and so forth. A standout like our mother Aisha, from the Allahu Ta'ala Anha, the Sahabiyat, and they were from the best of this nation, the best of this nation. Now, the Sahabiyat, with the aim that they had, our mother Aisha was a standout. So they will come to her with their questions. Naam, they will come to her with, 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 with questions. Even the men from the Sahaba will come to her with questions. She's our mother. Naam, they will come to her and ask her questions because of the aim that she has. She was a standout. Naam, this is what we want. We want women who are going to take Aisha anha, as their role model to become a standout with your knowledge. Naam, so that your children, if they have a question about the deen, they can come and they can ask you. Naam, if your sisters have a question about the deen, they can come and they can ask you. Naam, and you can give them a good answer. You can benefit them tremendously. Naam, remember the dua that we all hear. Allahumma ja'anna mubarakan haythuma kunna. Oh Allah, make us blessed wherever we may be. Blessed meaning that you are a source of benefit. That you are a source of benefit. That wherever you are, you are a source of benefit. You can benefit others. Naam. This is something that is tremendous. And I don't want anyone to downplay anything as relates to knowledge. Naam. There was a sheikh. Just very years ago. There was one of, the, one of the. When I say sheikh. I mean in age. There was an older man. In one of the villages in Egypt. And he. He didn't know a lot. He didn't know a lot about the deen of Islam, but he was an individual who he taught, and this is according to their narrative, what they told me, he taught the majority, if not yani, the vast majority of the people in the village, he taught them how to read. He taught them how to read. Now, he was an older man, right? So all the children that was children all the years, he, would, he, would, he was the one that was teaching everybody how to read. Teaching them tajweed, naam, the ahkam of how to recite the Quran, so on and so forth. He was the one that taught the people. There was one sheikh, or one of the qurra, one of the reciters, and this was in Ramadan. This was inside Ramadan, in I'tikaf. And he was reading the Quran, and he, he started crying, right? And this older man that was there, he was very, very, very old, very old, like his 80s or 90s. He was very old. He was there also making I'tikaf. And he was reading the Quran, this, yani one of his previous students who had become a reciter, he was reading the Quran and he started crying. 
And then when he got his composure, he explained. He said, Subhanallah. Because the people around him was looking at him like, why are you crying? What, what, what makes you cry? So he said, Subhanallah. You see this shaykh here? And how people, don't, they don't understand the reality of things. He says, when I was little, I used to have a very hard time saying Ra. The letter Ra. He said, I had a hard time saying Ra. Anything with a Ra in it, I had a hard time saying it. Naam. He said, and he taught me. He taught me how to read and he taught me how to say Ra. He said, now all these years, every time I recite the Quran, he gets rewarded for it. Every time I say Ra, he gets rewarded for it. And you know how many... Uh, students I have had over these years and I taught them how to recite and I taught them how to say raw correctly and so on and so forth and now he get rewarded for that and whoever those students they in turn teach they he going to get rewarded for that too and so on and so forth and so on and so forth and he said and that's what make me cry when I realize the, 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 the blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has on us and yani, uh, Allah's generosity upon his slaves and look how much the sheikh is going to benefit for teaching me how to say Allah. You see that? Subhanallah. You see, you don't have to, you don't have to reach that level of knowledge to be, yani, uh, you know, the sheikh, you know, in the haram and so on and so forth, and, uh, you know, to benefit. No, you don't have to reach that, such a level to benefit. You can benefit by just teaching people how to read. You can benefit by teaching your sisters how to read. You can benefit by teaching your children how to read. Teaching your children ahkamu uh, tajweed. Naam. Teaching them ahkamu tajweed. This is very important. But see, the question is, how are you going to do that if you yourself have yet to learn? Naam. You have to learn. Now, learning with them within itself is very attractive. It's, yani, it's, it's you know, attractive. The, the concept learning, seeking knowledge is very you know, it's a very attractive concept. But the reality, you know, it hits people in the face. It, it takes a lot of struggle. It takes, you know, sleepless nights, right? Missing some meals, so on and so forth, right? One of my teachers, again, I won't say who he is as to not bring embarrassment to him. It's not the point. But one of my teachers, he told me that at the time when he and his, uh, his wife, his wife in particular, when she was finishing the Quran, when, he was when she was finishing the Quran, he was very patient with her. He said for that whole time, for like six months or more, he said that all he ate was sandwiches every night. Because she didn't, have, you know, she didn't really have time to cook and he was giving her time so she could finish the Quran. And she finished the Quran, alhamdulillah. He said, but he ate sandwiches every night. He said he was patient upon that. Patient upon eating sandwiches every night. Huh? And I'm not talking like, you know, you know, you might be thinking like a big sub sandwich, you know what I mean? You know, no, I ain't talking about like that. I'm talking about just rinky dick sandwiches, you know. <laughs> luncheon, you know, luncheon, right? <laughs> like the uh, uh, halal bologna, like a halal bologna sandwich, you know, with some bread and whatever every night with some tea and some olives and, you know, maybe some, some gimnarumi or something, right? Every night. He said, that's what he was eating. I said, really? He said, yeah, because, you know, he understood the importance of his wife finishing the Quran. And alhamdulillah, she became the teacher of, of many, of many sisters. Now, of many sisters, you know, my family included. So the point is, is that it, 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 takes, it takes sacrifice. 
It takes sacrifice. And the reason I brought that story because it just doesn't take sacrifice on behalf of the woman. It takes her sacrifice and struggle, but also on behalf of the man. That he has to be understanding. He has to understand what she's trying to do. So maybe he take the kids for a little bit and give her time to finish that portion of the Quran she was memorizing. Give her time to finish her homework for the class and so on and so forth. Now to do her daily reading and, and the like. Maybe wash the dishes, help her. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. Review with her. You know, help her in her studies. Be understanding uh, when it comes to this because everyone benefits. Everyone uh, benefits. Now, had the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he goes on to say, uh, that the scholars, they are the inheritors of the prophets. The scholars, they are the one who take the inheritance Yani, uh, from the prophets. That verily, the prophets, they do not leave dollars and cents behind as inheritance. But rather, they leave knowledge behind as an inheritance. And whoever takes it, then they would have taken a great treasure. They would have taken a great portion. They would have taken a great portion. There is a lot from Ain. Bila shakku bila And in these classes, we want to look at some important and some vital matters that relate to knowledge. So, for the sisters, there are a few things that... I'm going to require from you and that is is that you come to class and without at the very minimum you have something to write on and something to write with now you have something to write on and something to write with now whatever that is that is your choice is according to your preference as your prerogative and it's fine as long as the job is completed. So if, if it is an old school notebook and a pen, pencil, what have you, that's fine. If it is a tablet or if yani, you prefer to type it out on yani, the laptop, that's fine. It's no problem. Nah? But you have to have something to write the things down with. Also, I would encourage the sisters to yani, uh, uh, for you to encourage your husband and to ask your husbands to bring you to the class now because tonight like last night we're having some technical difficulties with live streaming the class right so don't yani, say okay well i just listen from afar or i'll you know catch it later because yeah sometimes you know the recording it messes up Sometimes technical difficulties, we can't broadcast it at the time of the class. We have to broadcast it later, you know, so on and so forth. So we don't know. We don't know what to take place. But if you're here, if you're here, bismillahi ta'ala, then you'll benefit. You'll hear it. If you're here, bismillahi ta'ala, then inshallah, you get that tranquility. If you're here, inshallah ta'ala, then you get that rahmah, get that mercy, you see? So don't rely on, you know, technology and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to catch it, I'm going to listen, I'm going to tune in. Because it might not work out like that. There was a lot of people tonight said they was going to tune in. And do you know what happened? They can't hear it because we have technical difficulties. You see? 
So don't rely on that. So come, come with your pen, come with your pad, come with your writing instrument and what to write on, so on and so forth. Come ready to learn. Also, it is incumbent that you not just come to the class and you listen, you take your notes, but then you go home and you study them. I want you to look around the class right now uh, of those who are over there. Now, I want you to look around at the sisters and I want you to share uh, and exchange uh, phone numbers if you don't have each other's phone number already because these are your study partners. I want you to link up with them, hook up with them so that you can study together, so that you can learn together, so that you can quiz each other, so that you can memorize the verse and then yani, uh, you say it to her and then she say it to you and y'all can correct each other and reinforce and so on and so forth. This is very important because yani, um, that knowledge is by seeking it, right? If you just come to class and you passively listen while you're in class, then you go home and you don't touch it and you come back, you're not really going to get anything. You're not really going to learn anything. But if you go home and you put in more hours in, at home than you do in class, you're going to benefit. If you put in more hours at home studying than you do in the class itself, then you're going to benefit. Now, so that means memorizing understanding, knowing the references, so on and so forth. This is very, very important. Why? Because I don't want you to look at this class as if it is just a class from the classes. No, I want you to take this like it is teacher training, teacher training now so that you sisters, you will be the teachers of the children in the near future. So that you will be the teachers of the children in the near future. Your children and other than your children. So that when the weekend program does open its doors, we have teachers. Right? Everyone says we want a school. We want a school. We want a school. We want a school. Okay, that's wonderful. But what are you doing to help that come to fruition? If we do, if we get a school, okay, can, are you prepared to help teach inside of it? Because... No one person can't teach every class. That's not that's not even it doesn't even work like that. You follow what I'm saying? They say, Oh, we hire a brother. A brother can't teach every class. And not and not just a brother can't teach every class, but you know, men don't have the same patient level as 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 women when it comes to teaching children. They don't. Not at all. It is important, it is important that the sisters themselves are well educated in the deen of Al-Islam. And they don't pass the buck on to somebody else. Somebody else is going to do it. No, no. I want you to prepare yourself for you to do it. This is teacher training. Teacher training. Now, so you yourself be prepared so you can do it. So you can teach the children. And this is only an aspect of it. Because I'm not going to be able to teach you everything you need to learn. No, I mean, you're going to touch what we can touch. But you're going to have to be aggressive and and, 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 and trying to get those other things as well. The masjid is here. Now, the masjid is here. Whatever services, whatever classes you want, bring that to the attention of the administration. Don't be scared. Write a letter. Call. Give your advice. All advice is welcome. All advice is welcome. Right? But I'm going to tell you something, like I tell the brothers. 
If you give the advice, whatever that advice is, then by default, that means you're the first volunteer. Okay? If you give the advice, if you give the advice, and I want you to say, well, I'm not gonna give no advice now. No, no, give advice. Edino no suya. The religion is giving good advice, right? But you the first volunteer. So I don't want you to say, oh, this is that and that, and then you back up. Nah, 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 nah. We're gonna do it, but how you gonna help me do it now? Whatever it is, it could be something simple. Maybe you bring the, you know, the, the juices. Maybe you bring the cupcakes. It could be something simple. Or maybe you sweep up and vacuum up and we leave and put the chairs away. I don't know, something simple. But I, we need all hands on deck because we'll all be in this together, right? We're a community, in this together. These children, these our children, right? These our children, our little brothers and sisters running around the masjid right now. They're going to be the ones that's going to be running the masjid when we old and sitting in the chairs and all that. You understand? So it's incumbent that 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 we prepare them and we train them well. That we train them well and we teach them well and we be serious about their education. So I want the sisters to look at this class like that, right? So have the study, uh, 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 yeah, the things you need to study, and that means you gotta you gotta bring a bag with you, a book bag, and keep everything in the same place. And that's how I want you to take it. Put everything in the same place. Buy the kind of pencils you like. Buy the kind of uh, notebook, whatever you like, whatever, whatever it is you like. I want you to buy it, whatever makes you comfortable. And be prepared to study. And where we're going to start, where we're going to start is at the most important place. Because uh, uh, Sheikh Al-Bani used to always say, Rahimullah Ta'ala, beautiful lines of poetry. He said, he said that knowledge, if you're going to seek it, is, is long. It's a lot. It's a long path, right? He said, and the lifespan that you have been given to get it is short. Knowledge is long. Your life is short. He said, so therefore, start with that which is most important and then go to that which follows it in importance. So you start with the most important thing. Now, so what we want to start is we want to start with the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Now, and we want to go through the arkan and the shuruq of La ilaha illallah. And then we want to do the meaning of Muhammad Rasulullah. And we're going to go through the shuruq of Muhammad Rasulullah and so on and so on. That which connected to it. Because this is of extreme importance. Shaykh al-Bani, he mentions, he said that showing the state of the Muslims, he said if you were to ask most Muslims, what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, he said in most cases, they will give you one or two answers. He said either they will say, I don't know, or they will give you a wrong answer. He said most Muslims, if you were to ask them, what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, he said they will either say, I don't know, or they will give you a wrong answer. Now, so we're talking about educating the the next generation, educating and benefiting ourselves, and this bila shakwa bila right is uh, a deficiency that has to be fixed. It has to be corrected. So we want to start with that, and what that will entail, it will entail the proofs and the evidences. Now, because our dawah is based upon proofs and evidences, it's not based upon this sheikh said, that Mawlana said, and this one. No, no, no. It's based upon Qad Allah. Rasulullah, that's it. That's it. Based upon proofs and evidences. So when we go over it, you're gonna have an ayah and or a hadith for each point. 
an ayah or a hadith or a number of ayat in a hadith for each point. Naam. And what would be required is that those verses and those uh, hadith will be memorized and understood. They're, that we're going to understand them and memorize them. And not just understand them, but know the point of reference in them. Not just we say something, we rattle it off. But we know exactly which part of it is the proof and evidence for, for what we're yeah, bringing it for. This is important that we have understanding. Not just we rattle things off, but that we know and we have deep understanding. So this is the, this is the intention and this is, will be the approach. Bithnilahi uh, ta'ala. And you see today's class is just muqaddima. Right? It's just an introduction because I don't want to spring it all on you. And you say, well, I wasn't prepared for that, right? So, inshallah ta'ala, you'll be prepared next week. And the sisters, again, look around, take people's numbers. Somebody gets scared, they want to chicken out. They call them next week and say, hey, what happened? Why are you not in class? Why are you not here? Why I don't see you? And don't buy chicken out. Come back more. Matter of fact, bring a friend. Bring a friend next week, inshallah ta'ala. Okay? So, inshallah ta'ala, that's what we're going to pick up with uh, in the next class. Uh, for نكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرًا.